Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day to all of the moms out there in the world. Uh, digital hugs being, being sent, digital flowers uh, being sent. And let's all just say happy Mother's Day to, to our moms. And we love you. We thank you. Because listen, listen to this. This is, this is wild. By the time a kid is 18 years old, on, on average, a mom will have spent 8,000 hours cooking. Every husband should not make any comments during any of these moments. Just let the mom enjoy it all for a second. Nearly 6,000 hours on laundry and at least 2,500 diaper changes. Countless Band-Aids applied, thousands of questions answered when the dad could have answered it and they walked right past the dad and went right to the mom. Um, I know that's true in our house. And so to every mom, uh, thank you. We, we love you. Thank you for raising us. Thank you for wiping the Cheeto crumbs off of our faces and making sure that our faces didn't get stuck and like you said they would probably if we kept making those crazy, silly faces. Today really is a great day uh, every year to honor our moms because uh, they are heroes. They are warriors uh, in every generation. And e even outside of the, the global pandemic that we're in and being under quarantine, uh, this is still, a, a this can be a really difficult day. Maybe there's a combination of joy and of sadness. Uh, we don't we don't live in a fairy tale. We, we all recognize this. We live in a fallen, broken world. One that is filled with joy, but one that's also filled with pain and one that's filled with sorrow and one that is filled with gladness. So today might be a painful day for some that are watching as you think about your mother or, or, or maybe pain wells up in you as you think about your own mothering or, or maybe you've lost your mother in the, in the recent years. Maybe you've lost uh, a child and today's been incredibly difficult. And maybe you're infertile and maybe you're longing and waiting to adopt and you, you want to hear the words mommy being yelled by a kid running down the hall. On a day like today, there can be a lot of worry, there can be a lot of guilt and a lot of regret, a lot of real pain. And in that real pain, there is a real savior, a real savior in heaven who can bear your burdens. So bring it all to Jesus. Because moms, if you are in Christ, you have a high priest who is able to sympathize with your weaknesses. He knows what it's like to care for others. He knows what it's like to see the pain of others. He knows what it's like to navigate life and live it all for the glory of the Father in heaven. And it's such a joy for me to be able to preach to the moms today. And, and everything I'm going to say uh, really applies to, to each of us in one way or another. Because I want us to examine from Galatians 2.20 how the glories of the gospel um, affect motherhood and how they affect all of life. So please take your Bible, your, your device. You can follow along here on the TV. We're gonna be looking at Galatians 2.20. It's in the New Testament, written by the Apostle Paul. And we're gonna be looking at what a gospel-centered mom looks like. What does a gospel-centered mom look like? Paul's words, by the Holy Spirit, Galatians 2.20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God 
who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. This is God's word. We all know the best cinnamon roll in the pan of cinnamon rolls to get. You know and the pan, that giant rectangle pan of brownies, what is the best brownie, the gooeyest one, the yummiest one in that batch? It's gonna be the center one. That's the sweet spot. That's, that's where all the good stuff, that's the best one right there in the center. We want you to be a gospel-centered mom to where the sweet reality of Christ changes everything in your life. And when we talk about being gospel-centered and the gospel motivating us, compelling us, changing us, it's the, the power of Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, forgiving sinners, is all of that is not meant to be restricted to the, to the corners of our lives, just to your devotional life or just to your church life. To the, no, no, no. It's not like you have a spiritual life. Everything, everything in the Christian life is spiritual. Everything revolves around living in light of the Holy Spirit, living and walking with Jesus. So the power of Christ is meant to fill every nook and cranny of your life, whether it's your parenting, your, your failures that you see as a mom, they're to be interpreted through the cross of Christ. Your successes are meant to be seen through the cross of Christ. And so my, my simple prayer for every mom watching this morning is that, that you'll, you'll look to the gospel more than Pinterest for comfort and excitement. That you'll look to the gospel more than you Google, more than you go to mommy bloggers or, or anything else, Instagram or, or whatever it may be. That when things don't go right, that you'll look to Jesus. And when things do go right, you will still look to Jesus. You know, sometimes we just treat Jesus like he's the life preserver. He's the emergency cord we pull. We know when things are good, when things are great, we still look to Jesus, praising him, thanking him, relying on him. When you're worried, you're worried out of your mind, go to Jesus. And, and moms, I, I, I can relate to you today because, I mean, everybody, we can all relate because we're human I'm a human too. So I, I understand these, some of these experiences that we have to navigate and that all of us watching, we have the potential to, to try to live life, make decisions and how we feel and how we process um, from three different sources. One of these sources, either shame or guilt might be one of the sources of your life, how, what you operate out of. The, uh, I failed so much, and now everything is interpreted through that shame and that guilt. It could be operating out of a source of self-righteousness <laughs> that, man, I'm so great. L look at how good I am at life. Um, and, and now you operate out of this sense of, look at how good I am. Or I hope that all of us watching, mom, dad, grandma, kid, I hope we will discover that we should be operating out of Jesus Christ. Because some of you, if, if you're honest, but you're really, instead of being a gospel-centered mom, a, a Christ-centered mom, you might be the worry-centered mom. Worried about your kids right now. 
as they're sitting there watching, doodling, now they're off wanting to go play video games, worried about them, worried about their future, and it just consumes you all the time. It could be the guilt-centered mom, where you heap condemnation on yourself because of what happened, what should have happened, what didn't happen, what you could have done, what you could have provided, how you could have done their remote learning this way. You could have done this. You might be the achievement-centered mom, finding joy in how great of a mom you are or or your joy decreasing when, when you don't meet these crazy standards. It could be the shining kid-centered mom. Uh, you find joy if, if only my kids do this and if only they accomplish that and only if this, they're, they're this well-behaved and because my kids are so great, now I, uh, my ultimate joy rises, falls. You might be the tidy home-centered mom, finding the meaning and purpose and getting it all done, having a perfect clean house, having the five course meals every night, having this uh, utopia of a home where everything's organized. You've gone through five label makers throughout the course of your marriage and finding righteousness in those things. Or you might be the mommy-centered mom, just finding ultimate satisfaction in being a mother and all things that are Hashtag mom life. Mothers, what good is it to win mom of the year and lose your soul? Be a Christ-centered mom because the first calling of motherhood is Christ. Mom's a great identity, but if it's not your first one. Christ impacts motherhood, not the other way around. You are a Christian first. As Galatians 2.20 teaches us, here's how we should view motherhood. And here's the plea from Galatians 2.20, that you would live a crucified motherhood, that you'd live a crucified motherhood. Look at Paul's first words in Galatians 2.20, where he says, I have been crucified, crucified with Christ, crucified. Above all else, you are now united to Christ. This is how Paul views himself. My identity, I'm I'm with Christ. He's the center. He's the focal point of my meaning, my my value, my my hope, my, my purpose. It's him. Because if mom becomes your chief identity, when things don't go right, it will then become your chief disappointment. Because if if you don't abide with Christ, when your momminess fails to meet your expectations or or the expectations of others, and doesn't match up with, with other moms, you will crumble under the guilt. You'll think I'm a failure. I'm a horrible mother. My children deserve better. My husband deserves better. I, I can't measure up. Listen, when we start identifying ourselves with other things outside of Christ, they all begin to crush us. Because listen, there is no mom mold that you have to conform to. There is no cookie cutter shape that every uh, evangelical Christian mom has to be just like. There is only one person to conform to and his name is Jesus. There's Christ and that's it. 
If you've been crucified with Christ, everything else in this world is now dead to you and you are united with Jesus. And that's how Paul views himself. I've been crucified with Christ. He'll say later in Galatians, I've been crucified to the world. This is what I live for. And now you'll start to live from the power of the cross, knowing, and you can preach this to yourself, I'm forgiven, I'm freed. I'm accepted by God because of Jesus. Not my parenting, not my failures, not my successes, but I've been crucified with Christ. Have you? Have you been crucified with Christ? This is what it means to be a Christian. The the, the definition of what a Christian is, I've been united with Christ and his death and resurrection. Have you? If not, believe it today. You, you can trust in Christ and you can look at his cross maybe for the first time and think, I've been crucified with him. He, when he was being nailed to that tree, it was for me. It was for my sins. It was for my life. That when Jesus was crying out to the Father, he was crying out for you. He was bleeding for you. He was washing away all of your sins, all of your failures, all of your guilt, all of your shame. And now you can know There is not a single thing that will happen in your life that is not already covered by the blood of Jesus. And since I've been crucified with Christ, all my sins have been paid for. And now I'm dead to sin. That's crucified with Christ. My sins are all, now I'm, I'm dead to them. They're dead to me. They don't control me anymore. So maybe you, have un- un- you feel like you have uncontrollable worry and anxiety. Call it what God does, sin. Not just a problem. You know, there's power in calling sin, sin. Saying we have problems isn't a biblical confession. We have sins. If you have lust or envy or materialism, it's saying you just have these struggles. No, not struggles, they're sins. And so we have sins and by the power of Jesus Christ, we can be forgiven from sins and freed from them. So a crucified motherhood looks to the work of Jesus and says, I have been already. You see that? Have been. That's past tense. I've already been crucified with Christ. And now I'm united with him. A crucified motherhood looks to the work of Jesus for acceptance and power and encouragement. Because of that blood-stained cross, that's where you can see your failures taken away. That's where you can see your life redefined. And he can do that for anyone who will believe, anyone who will look to him and be saved. Because you can be united to Jesus. And now, if you've been crucified with him, you are now inseparable from him. Jesus, if, if Jesus is your Lord and you cannot be you know, quartered off from him and he's not quartered off from you, this, this now means Jesus isn't detached from your mothering. He's right there because you know, we have this tendency to think you know, we have our spiritual life and then Jesus is Lord over that and then I just got to figure out how to, how to be a mom and, and how to do the laundry. I got to figure out how to get it all together. Jesus is Lord of all. 
of all of our lives. Everything is spiritual in our lives now. He's right there in the midst. He's right there with you always because moms, Jesus is, Jesus is your power. So live a crucified motherhood and now live a Christ-powered motherhood. Look at how Paul builds when he says now in verse 20. So I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. I'm not in control of my life anymore. Who is? But Christ, Christ lives in me. Christ, he actually lives in me. This, This is the Christian life. Christ living now in us. Do you really believe that? That this, this is the kind of power now in you that cannot be contained, that, that really cannot be conquered. That the king of the universe, but who by the power of the Holy Spirit is now alive in your body, that the same God who made a star a hundred times the size of our sun now lives in you. This means every diaper change is meaningful, empowered by Christ. Everywhere you go, Christ goes. Jesus washed feet. You wipe pineys. You do stuff like Jesus. You serve. Every lunch made, Jesus is present. Jesus has made lunches for large groups of people. When you're reconciling your children, Jesus is helping you. He knows how to reconcile sinners, doesn't he? When you're serving your family and the power of Christ, that's the Christian life, ladies. Your weakness, we all have weakness. Your weakness is not something to be ashamed of. It's something to watch. It's something to observe and watch the risen Christ go to work on. Because Jesus of Nazareth, that's the only way your motherhood will work. He's the power. Because if you unplug a lamp, it's, it's not working anymore, is it? It's still a lamp, but it's not working. There's no power. It's not plugged in. Jesus is your mommy power. When you can't possibly do another load of laundry and you can't, you're done cleaning up puke and you're sick of putting your husband's shoes up again, you're tired of helping with homework. You can't find your cell phone. You, 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 your coffee is cold again that you've reheated for the fifth time in the microwave. And you're supposed to be evangelizing your friends. You're supposed to be doing remote learning. You're supposed to be reading your Bible and you gotta be romantic and life and all these things, pack on, pack on. And before you explode, remember Christ lives in me. And you can cry out, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me, help me do this. Help me honor you in all of this. Help me love my neighbor as myself. Help me glorify you. Jesus is the servant of servants. He's the perfect servant to all of us. And parenting is, being a mom is servanthood at its finest. He will help you. Now, now Jesus directs your life. If he's in you, If Christ is alive in you, he empowers you. And I know that we all have family histories and backgrounds and things we've learned along the way from our parents. 
and grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends and family, relatives, some good things, some bad things. And sometimes we, we think, well, that's, I treat my kids this, like, this way, like that, because that's all I know. Not anymore. Not if you're connected to Jesus. You have something now, you have someone now that trumps family history. You have a new family history. You have an Abba Father in heaven. And if Jesus can conquer death and rise again from the dead, he can conquer your family history. He can conquer your sins. He can conquer it all. Live a crucified motherhood. Live a Christ-powered motherhood. He leads you. He loves you. And this should make you, if you know Christ lives in me, this should now give you a courageous motherhood. A courageous motherhood. Like as Paul builds, verse 20. So I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So what now? The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. This is a courageous life now. Faith the Christian faith isn't just wishful thinking. Like you just gotta have faith. Maybe the world texts that way. Uh, maybe there's cheesy Facebook posts and social media about just having faith and just like, it's like wishing on a star. That's garbage. Faith, Christian faith isn't wishful thinking. Faith is reliance, a reception and reliance on the promises of God in Christ. Which, which moves us forward. Faith moves us forward with the promises of God and Christ and boldness and fearlessness. The kind of faith that a virgin would believe she would have a child from God. The kind of faith that would put a baby in a basket and float it down the river to escape Pharaoh. The kind of faith that watches her oldest son join the mission field in a third world country. The kind of faith that trusts God and trusts that he's in control of all things. Be a courageous woman. The world is against you. The demonic powers want to sway you away from biblical thinking and into worldly wisdom. But as John Piper says, wimpy theology will result in wimpy women. So, and I, he is so right. And that's not, not just true of women, it's true of men. Wimpy theology will result in wimpy Christians. So we, we gotta think strongly about verses like this, that this really is my life. This isn't just cute, you know, neat Bible teaching. This is reality. So to have, you need to have thick, strong, armor-plated faith in the Son of God that because he lives, I can face today, I can face tomorrow, I can face yesterday, I, I can face it all because of Christ. Have, uh, I hope that the women of Redeemer Church and I hope all women watching this live stream, that you'll have a, a steel and a vanilla bean spine. A steel and vanilla bean spine. It's strong, but also lovely. Who doesn't love vanilla bean? It's, it's amazing. So have a strong and lovely spine about your life. Courage and sweetness and love. That's biblical womanhood. That lives, that what? That lives 
by faith. The actual living every day, every day in the Son of God, every day clinging to Christ, that, it, that it's all Him. That's really a legacy. That's really a legacy to leave for your kids and your grandkids. And so I pray that the kids watching and the kids nestled in these living rooms and, and the kids who are, are tuning in and all the Redeemer kids could say, you know, my mom, my mom, she, man, she burnt a lot of meals. My, my mom, whew, she, she was, she had some pretty strict rules about certain things and, and media and, and whatever. But man, my mom loved Jesus. That's the legacy we want to leave. And Paul knew this about Timothy, his, the guy he mentored. He, he knew about the faith, not only of his mother, but also his grandmother. When Paul writes in 2 Timothy 1.5, that I recall your sincere faith, look, that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And now I am convinced it's in you. Look at that, three generations of faith that's passed down. Timothy's grandmother to his mother and from his mother to him. You can have that kind of legacy in your home with your grandkids. So pass on your faith in Jesus. Put it on display, let it light up your house. Let grace just dazzle your kids, not just rules. Let them see you reading the Bible, praying. Show them how to read the Bible and, and pray. Talk to them about Jesus. Show them the love of Jesus for a sinner, proving that he loves you, a sinner. And, and also, this, this always needs to be said, that, that mothering isn't just about our own DNA, but there's spiritual mothering, having children in the faith passing on the, the legacy of Christ. That's mothering too. And that echoes into eternity. As Paul says this at the end of the book of Romans, he says, in all this kind of list of greetings, he writes, greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and also his mother. But, but look, look what's true about his mother, who has been a mother to me as well. This woman must have cared for Paul so well in such a degree that he looks at her and says, she's been like a mom to me too. Probably cared for him, encouraged him. There are little boys and little girls and older women and younger women who, who need someone in their life, someone like you who could look at them and say, man, they, they've been like a mom to me. They encouraged me. They cared for me. They were there for me. They pointed me to Jesus. They corrected me. I could count on them. See, friends, to, to, to live by faith means it's gonna be a life, not just Sundays, and not just early mornings with our Bibles, but all of life in the Son of God who died for us and rose again for us. Is that what you live by? to truly live by it. Because what Paul's showing us in all of Galatians 2.20 is that the gospel diffuses into all of life. And as soon as I use, use that word diffuse, you, a lot of you moms, you probably know exactly what I'm already gonna talk about. Essential oil diffusers. 
You've got those things in your house, you fill them up and they just start to billow out and fill up the room, spreading and wafting and, and aromatizing your house. The gospel does the same thing. Life in Christ does the same thing. It diffuses throughout life, all of life changed by Jesus. So you'll wanna live a crucified motherhood you're gonna to wanna to live a Christ-powered motherhood. You're gonna to wanna to live a courageous motherhood in Christ. And now last point, moms, just know Jesus loves you. Just know Jesus loves you. Look at how Paul ends Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live I live by faith in the Son of God. And what about the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me? Don't ever get over this. This is like one of the most basic teachings in the Bible. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. But just because it's one of the most basic lessons doesn't mean that it's not also one of the most beautiful lessons, one of the most needed lessons. Don't ever get over this. Now, if this becomes old to you, I just don't think we are being honest with ourselves about how sinful and messed up we really are and how sinful and messed up we continue to be and that Jesus still loved us and still loves us and still gave himself for us on the cross. And it blows me away that Jesus loves me. And moms, Jesus loves you and it's, and it's proven by the cross. As Paul says, he gave himself for on the cross that we'd be crucified and that we'd be crucified with Christ. That Jesus died for you, taking your sins, taking your crimes and he pays the penalty that he took the times you yelled at your kids that he took your impatience, he took your rage, he took your frustration and he took it all at the cross and rose again from the dead. And now he declares you forgiven of it all. And now you're totally righteous in him and eternal life is yours. And he wants to remind you, I love you. Believe it. Enjoy the love of Christ. Don't think you're Life is based on your performance, based on how great of a mom you are, based on how many crafts you've done with your kids during this pandemic. No, this is the greatest love in the universe. And look at what Jesus says in John. It's in John 15, 13, Jesus says, no one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. That's a serious level of love. No greater love than this, to lay down your life. What other love could surpass that? Nothing matches the love of Christ. So let the love of Jesus be the stabilizing force of our hearts. I love what Janie Ortland, the wife of Ray Ortland, who I've quoted many times and referred to many times, great pastor, Bible scholar, Janie was speaking to a group of women. In every story I, I hear about her, this is always the first answer she gives to questions about being a wife or being a mom. And she's, here's what she says. She always says, ladies, here's the first thing to know. 
Jesus loves you. That he really does love you. So moms, as you watch from your home, know in full confidence that Jesus of Nazareth, he loves you and gave himself for you. And he, he loves you now as he sits in the heavenly places. And that even in the midst of your sin, he loves you. That's why he came to, to, to give himself for your sin, for you. And that Jesus isn't scared away from you. Nothing about you repulses him. Nothing embarrasses him. Abide in his love and it will shape your mothering. You'll serve as you've been served. You'll forgive as you've been forgiven. You'll, you'll love as, as you've been loved because God's grace is for motherhood. Because you've been crucified with Christ and now you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. And so now the life that you're gonna live, you're gonna live by faith in the son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. And any mom that is in Christ, she is a new creation. And that is what truly makes a happy Mother's Day. So today rediscover that sweet cinnamon roll center of the pan of your life, Christ the Lord. Happy Mother's Day and Christ be praised. Let's pray together. Oh, King Jesus, would you help us? Would you help us to, to see what it means to be crucified with you, what it means to live with you, what it means to be forgiven by you, what it means to be united with you and to live by your power forever. So for every mom, Lord, I, I ask that you would give them a special um, encouragement, um, a, a, a special comfort, a, a fresh sense of your love and your kindness and your goodness to sinners, to, to people that struggle, that you, you even have kindness for people who are self-righteous. You have, you have grace for people that think they've got their act together, that you will meet every kind of sinner at the foot of the cross and usher them through the empty tomb into new life with you, King Jesus. So, so help us all now to live by faith in the Son of God. And, and may, maybe some will find faith for the first time today. Jesus, it's in your mighty name that we pray, amen.